I like the way you I like the way you did your hair like <laughs> that's a beautiful thing. I think I'll do something live as well that we did, you know, a while back ago. Something. Say what now? You can't hear me? Okay, I can you hear me better now? You can't hear me now? Can you hear me now? Hello, you heard me fine. What happened? Can anybody else hear me? Oh, you can hear me? Okay, there you go. I said I love the way you ended that. Now you can't hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. I said I love the way you ended that and you did your head and that does dramatic and stuff. So um, I would like to start this night off since we're going to do it. I'm going to do it this way. I would start off to make a toast to all the ladies that are watching tonight because I got something special for them right now. All right. Can, can say something? Can say something? Yeah. Can you hear me? I'm good. Yeah. 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 All right. So All right. Somebody Ladies over there get it so he can hear me. My apologies for this technical difficulty. Are you serious? Yeah. Hey, guys. We're having technical issues over here. So what we're going to do is we need a few minutes to come back. So we're going to ask you guys to sign off, tell two people, and then come back to the station. So give us till maybe 10.30 East Coast time, which is about 30 more minutes. Am I right? We All right. Do so you guys log out. 30 more minutes. Come back. We'll be fresh. We want to do this thing right. You guys have a great time. We have two legendary artists here. I want you guys to really represent and be able to hear them well. Stand back. We'll be back in 30 minutes. You can stay logged on if you want to, which is going to be technical. Welcome everybody back to the One Three Five podcast for another segment of MC Out the Clip. This is where we get together with the boys that have been on the Back of the One Three Five as co-hosts or hosts, and we just talk about whatever's going on in the world the past week. So um, my name is Cam's. I'm here with um, my host Stace. What's up, Stace? Hey guys, uh, good to hear you. Uh, good to be back. We have uh, Isaiah. Hey Stace, uh, no need for the uh, long intro, bro. Just straight on, bro. <laughs> you, you know, you know, I'm a microphone hog at the podcast. I've always been like that, so I might as well start it off straight away. <laughs> and that's what my niece. We got also Dan. What's up? What's up? What's up? You know, this format um, segment we'll try to keep it short, half an hour for all you guys that like to drive, have half an hour drives, so you can fit this podcast in. So today's topic is going to be the. Um, I don't know if you guys watched on Instagram early on in the week. If you guys are music lovers down to be tuning into the old battle between Teddy Riley versus uh, Babyface. So yeah, we'll just kick off this podcast with, with that topic. And so I want to ask you guys, did you guys tune in when the first battle came out? Because the first battle was a bit of a fail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of I kind of tuned in only because you posted it and I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to go jump on and have a look. Mm. It was two different scenes, eh? <laughs> you, you know, I actually, I actually missed it. And um, I was a- I was able to see the song list and just sort of listen to it after the fact. But I mean, one one thing I'll say is, 
you know, Teddy Riley and Babyface, their their portfolio of music is is amazing, man. They they, they can stand up on their own right. That they are so good too. Uh, this is an amazing battle, I thought anyway, before it even started. Mm. How about you guys? Did you tune in? So I watched the initial one on Sunday. <laughs> that was a disaster because um, so Teddy Riley he had all the like a gospel group at the back, you know, he had a choir. He had the DJ, he had a big screen in it, and Babyface was just sitting in his in his recording studio. And I guess you know Teddy Riley. Well, you know we're going to touch on it later, but he he, he thought he had to bring out all the guns. Babyface, his body of work just speaks for itself. So yeah, but that that, that was tough to watch. But you know when they had to redo it, yeah, I wasn't for that. It was interesting because at the time of finding out the battle was going to happen. I think I saw it on social media. I actually thought they were going to have a sing-off or something like that. I didn't notice that until the, the second attempt, because the first attempt was such a fail. Just like you said, I was like, Teddy Riley had his crew, but he didn't have all the um, the audio sussed out. And, you know, I reckon, I reckon, like, it's hard for me to believe that they fucked that up, because these are musicians, and and you think that they've got, they'll do a sound check before they started doing that live feed, so that was funny to me. Yeah, that was... <laughs> Yeah, like exactly what you said, but that's their industry, man. They should be like checking all their audio shit, especially when, <laughs> you know, you got their feedback. And bro, their feedback was on for ages and no one was doing anything about it until they, I think they did suss it out. I think it was on Babyface's end, was it? I can't remember. I don't know. But it was Teddy know, Riley, you could Baby... just hear him. <laughs> it was fail, man. Yeah, I think the problems came on Teddy's end. I, I had a feeling that he might have been getting sort of smoked in through the, some of the middle rounds, which we'll probably go through. And maybe he created these audio problems that didn't exist just because he had no comebacks. I'm not sure, but we'll probably go through the, the songs and we'll we'll, we'll see um, what happened. But Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> but especially yeah, so. When, um, when, you know, when they finally figured it out that they needed to, you know, they definitely had a technical issue. And then that guy comes on and goes, tells everyone on live, goes, Come back in half an hour and we'll be ready. Bro, you see the see the look on Babyface's his face? <laughs> He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> that already had a couple of battles before that. So there was a Swiss Beats. Uh, there was a, against, uh, I don't know, there was a T-Pain one. So it was a lot of um, producers coming on with their tracks. So this was the, it was leading up to this one. So this was like, like going to be the ultimate one. You know, because, you know, everyone had had done it. And then the thing is, I, I thought they would have learnt off, you know, those other tracks, the way they ran it, bro, it was perfect. So I watched those, watched it live. Unfortunately, because, you know, uh, when they when they start their lives, it's like uh, two in the afternoon or like different time zones. So you'd, you'd want to have a, you know, have a couple of drinks while you're watching it. But the Babyface one, you know, I was I was waiting for that one. And as soon as it came out, I Babyface silly, he looks like you know he looks like that dad, you know, when you know your dad comes to watch a rugby game, <laughs> you know, perform and he gets that funny look and he's already walking back to the car. That's what it looks like. Oh, that's what happens when hey, when you haven't got a comeback you have to blame it on technical difficulties though. But um, you know Looks like Joy's on, so uh, I'm sure Joy wants to to add his little This up uh this up your alley, eh, Joey? <laughs> brings, 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 some, brings back some memories of the uh yeah, that's right. A lot, of, me- time, lot of memories. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to take it there, but okay. Uh, Joey, did you tune in live? Yeah, I did. Both of them. I was having um, difficulties with the mobile, but then I found out later that 
so was everybody else. So um, only on the desktop you were able to follow it. So 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 when when did you realize it wasn't actually your mobile? It was actually Teddy Riley's um, yeah feed. Um, feed. <laughs> well, I I had both going, so I kind of knew straight away mm-hmm. because uh, um, they they said in the messages as well that Teddy was having some his words that have been using a weak te- technical difficulty. And it was funny to me when I tuned in for the second attempt that Teddy didn't have his uh, crew with him. He didn't yeah. have his hype man. Didn't have he his dancers. No he didn't have he his no band. One. Yeah, no yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, um, you know, he probably learned from the day before what he needed to do. Mm. But anyway, I just want to get to um, the 20 rounds, right? So there were 20 rounds played between Teddy and um, Babyface. If we go to round one, SWV right here versus Tony Braxton. Love should have brought you home. Was that with you, was that with you Joey? Who won? Who won this round and why? And how many ladies did you seduce with these songs? And- <laughs> <laughs> um, mate, those are good pairing right there. Um, for me, because over the years I um, was a big fan of SWV. Not necessarily, not necessarily um, because of the lyrics, but more because of the the vibe. Um, Love Should Have Brought You Home was is such a lyrically such a great song, especially if you're the taking it from the perspective of the of the woman who's being played on. But SWV for me. Do you want to, um, do you want to elaborate on that a bit more? Say your victims. <laughs> um, hold on. I dare not. But yeah, no, that one for me, right here, right here wins. Oh, interesting, Just, interesting. I've said it probably a, a few times since they did both their battles or their battle that I thought R&B wise and challenge wise, mm. Babyface took it based on he put out bedroom hits as opposed yep. to the club bangers that Teddy was putting out. Mm-hmm. But, but in this in this round, SWV wins it for me. Yeah, that's an interesting uh, choice there, um, Joey, because I picked SWV initially because, just like you, I thought about back in the days, I thought about what the song meant to me back in the days. It was always at the clubs, it was always at the bars, it was always on, on DJ sets. It was that kind of song, mm-hmm. so it was, it was sort of like everywhere. So, But then, like throughout the day, I sort of listened to the Tony Braxton song, The Love Sort of Brought You Home, and that's an awesome song too. I sort of like changed my mind at the end of the day <laughs> to uh, the Tony Braxton one, only because of of the structure of the song. Like I'm I'm into I'm into I'm into slow jams, but I'm also into um like sort of fast songs too. But with the Tony Braxton song, I think the tune the tune of the song like yeah. it's really I, I love the tune I, of the song. Yeah, I, I could break the song down, but yeah. Bruce, you guys, you guys, guys? <laughs> You and Joey got something in common, yeah? Nah, just, just yeah. yeah, yeah. So love should have brought you home. He, 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 said, that, he said that to some lady, obviously, in your day. Love should have kept you out of the club. So what was going on in your previous lives? Yeah, well, one thing I'll say, like, that's a it's a strong start because both songs, you guys have touched on it. Both songs are really good. So I was happy that, you know, both artists, producers or whatever you want to call them, they came out with great songs but i also agree with joey with swv right here so i've got some stats obviously as you would expect <laughs> swv <laughs> there were here we go swv right here there were 22 weeks on the u.s hot 100 
and it was one of the most successful R&B songs of the year that was released 1993. And in 2003, Q Magazine rated it number 651 in its list of 1,001 best songs ever. So that's a great stat. And in 2017, Billboard Magazine, they named it number 17 on their list of 100 greatest girl group songs of all time. So, I mean, I didn't want to call a draw because it could be a draw, it's that even. But if I had to pick one, just... I went for the stat, and I'm with Joey on this one. SWV. Um, so wow. Can I just um, critique your little um, little stat yeah. thing there? Um, you, are, is this going to be a theme throughout this podcast? Because I think you're looking you're looking at this um, objectively, you know. But, but this is yeah. music. You're supposed to be looking at this subjectively. It's not about stats, facts. It's about emotions, right? Oh, so, I like it. So, oh, so you know, with music, you know, it's it's about how you felt at the time you first heard the song, or how it feels to you now. Like, it's totally different. Like that, that's the reason why I changed my opinion between SWV and Love Should Have Brought You Home. Because back when when I first heard SWV, I reminisce back to the old days. You know, where it was on the dance floor. It was a dance floor kind of song. But now, when I listen to both songs right now at this moment, I'm moving towards Tony Braxton because yep. I'm more matured into like you know how I feel about music now. So <laughs> that kind of thing. So music to me is more subjective. And with you and your stats yep, coming, yep. are you? Gonna- is that what you're going to do, like, all throughout? Wait, wait hold on. Uh, let, let me tell you. Firstly, <laughs> first I want to say, I want to say, firstly, Joey, I think you might need to be a bouncer in this podcast. <laughs> you need to keep Cameron away from me if he's going to come with me like that. But, but see, now, secondly, uh, you know, Cam's, I actually agree with what you had to say. Um, it is subjective. But when I went through it initially, I came up with about five or six draws. You know, and I didn't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I wanted to pick one or the other for whatever reason. And this was one which initially so, so came up with the draw. Please, eh? And then I, um, and then, nah, and then, nah, nah, <laughs> then, then I wanted to pick one. I wanted to pick one. I wanted to be decisive on my opinion. And for whatever reason, right or wrong, I wanted to pick one. And I went for the stats for this one reason, just for that re- reason. Because this was a, a, a draw for me at the start. But I wanted to. I don't want to sit on the fence. I want to pick one. That's why I went to the stats to nice. to decide on my behalf. <laughs> well, who, who's next? Who's next? You've, you've, you've known to be next? that stats guy. So yo, 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 yo. Man, funny. Cameron said everything he said because that's exactly how I felt. Two good, great songs, man. And like, um, the way I see it is like that right here with SOV. That was kind of like the mainstream, like mainstream song like everyone heard it. Everyone understood. And that was I. I love that song too. But with you know Tony Braxton's song. It wasn't as mainstream as right here, right now. And I, I love my slow jams as well. And um, <laughs> I hardly, you know, I, I always, I always hear that um, that tune. You've always, I've, I've heard more, more of um, right here throughout my upbringing till now. But you hardly ever, ever hear this Tony Braxton song. But you still, you, I've, I've heard it a couple of times. And that's why I'm picking that because, like, to me, the way I felt, it just kind of like brought back memories as well, like. Not into that context of the song, like uh, Joey and uh, Cameron, but um, into the the way, the way uh, I love slow jams, you know, and that that's dude, the only reason why I picked um, that Tony Braxton song. Did do you think Danny oh. that um, the sampling of that Michael Jackson had to do with it? Yeah, I reckon, I reckon it did big time. Mm. That, that, that's bit. the reason why I, I, I chose the Tony Braxton song because he he kind of carried that you know, the human nature. Um, it's not his full track, and and especially how like. Um, if you go back to where that song comes from, it's from the Boomerang movie, right? And how they read it into the thing, you know, that you know, when Halle Berry slaps Eddie Murphy and she says that line yep. and you feel yep. that, like 
God damn, man. You know, you chased the you know the, the nasty ass girl over me. Yeah. Your ass should have been home last night. So that's Ooh. why I I chose that song because I I've watched Boomerang. I'm because sure you've that line before. Have, you've that line in the real yeah, life. I'm sure all of us have watched <laughs> that movie. So that song wins for me as much okay. as you know because that's an original song. SWV yeah. took a bit of sample. You know, if it was if it was on its own, yeah, I would have given it to him. But no, Babyface mm. was that for me. That's my input. Okay, cool. Uh, round two, we have Keith Sweat, Make It Last Forever versus Babyface. Soon as I get home. Okay, for, for me, I picked Babyface soon as I get home. Actually, I wasn't familiar with these songs. What? Were you going to cook when you get home, or was it, is that the reason why you took that song? <laughs> no, just... Like, uh, like, 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 like we watched Joy do his cooking. Cooking? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't cooking. I separated two from the um the tune, so I, I, I kind of like Babyface as soon as I get home tune better. Then the Keith Sweet one, so I, I gave Baby Face that one. Mm, okay. Interesting. How about you, Joe? I went the other way. Make it last forever. Mainly because that is probably top two of all time for Keith Sweat in terms of the songs that he's put up. That and Twisted are probably his two top, so- top songs. And plus, Keith Sweat was kind of early to mid-80s. He was out putting these songs out. You know, he started well before the, the 90s R&B era. So he was he was in the 80s, but nobody really knew him until the 90s. But my point is Keith Sweat, just purely on the fact that I know that song better than I know as soon as I get home. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I'm sort of with, with both of you. I mean, like, Cam's, you mentioned that neither of these songs really you knew them that well. And, and for me personally, neither of them resonated with me. But, you know, Joey, you touched on a good point with that. That was a, a top song for Keith Sweat. So I'm going to go over to the stats again because I can't pick one. And <laughs> Keith Sweat, Make It Last Forever, had 42 oh, million yeah. watches, views on YouTube, whereas Babyface, as soon as I get home, 5 million. Uh, I think the fans have spoken, and I'm going to go along with the majority. 42 million people like Keith Sweat, so I'm going to go with them. What cool. do you guys think? Okay, Dan? I'm like you, Kim. So I, I'm not um, familiar with these two songs, but I did go with the um, the tune in that, but it's the opposite to Cameron's um, thing, so I'm going with uh, the Keith Sweat tune, uh, which is uh, Teddy. Nice. Eyes. Yeah, I gave that to Teddy as well. Like, I know that jam as well. I've heard a lot of, a lot of slow jams in there, but that's always one of the of the ones that always pop up. So, yeah, and, yeah, I gave that to Teddy. Nice. After, I did listen to the Babyface one, and I was like, oh, that's a mean jam, but I haven't heard it before, so, yeah. Okay, we'll go to round nice. three. Um, Johnny Kemp, I Just Got Paid, versus The Whispers, Rock Steady. That's so, a tough one, um, man. That is a tough one. I'm surprised to hear that, because for me, it wasn't. To be honest... I haven't heard Johnny Kim. I just got paid enough times to get me familiar with that song mm. throughout. But the only the only reference I got from that song was actually from a Kid and Play song. Um, Johnny Kim's here that just got paid. You know. The, um, yeah. So that was the only reference I ever got from that song. So I think that was the song that came out first. And then when when Babyface played this song, it was The Whispers Rock Steady. That was the first time I knew that Babyface produced that Rock Steady song. And that, I love that song. So when that song came out, I was there's no competition. Oh, the the whispers Rocksteady against Johnny Kemp that just got paid. Well, Rocksteady just paid Johnny Kemp minimum wage with uh, with that because Rocksteady wins that wins that for me. Rocksteady wins that one for me. It'd be interesting um, to hear every every for every round, Stace, if you've got the the stats 
for each you know for each round because I'm looking at the list now, the list of all the songs that were played, and the way I'm selecting, I'm actually selecting as we go, and I'm up to a round where Guy has has one of their songs. It's Guy against um, Karen White that round. That's the round I'm up to now. But um, it'd be interesting to see the stats for every round because the way I'm picking mine, I'm picking it based on which songs I've heard the most and enjoyed the most over the years rather yep, than yep. any other. Yep. Yeah, I agree. You know, you, you go with your gut. You got, that's the best way to approach music. Oh. So who's next on that one? So what was your one. answer for number three? three? Mine was just got paid. Even though I love Rocksteady, Rocksteady's awesome song. Um, it is. I think just got paid because I have attached it now to moments in time where I heard the song and I was having whatever major celebration at the time. Yeah. Whereas Rocksteady, I only ever heard Rocksteady on video clips or end of the night. Nice. Or if I'm listening you to Reminisce or someone like that. Yeah. I've also gone for um, Just Got Paid for Johnny Kemp, Teddy Riley's pick. You know, to me, it was a critical song of, of that New Jack Swing era, which, you know, Teddy Riley is pretty pretty famous for. But what I also like so far, only three songs in, but Teddy Riley, he showed a bit more versatility in his song selection so far. So he's had sort of a slow jam-ish type with the SWV right here. Then he's done an R&B song with Keith Sweat, and now he's doing a, um, you know, a New Jack Swing song. So I, I like that versatility, whereas... You know, Babyface, he's sort of stuck to his lane so far, and that versatility gets some extra points. But what I will say about Just Got Paid, right, that was nominated for a Grammy for Best R&B Song in 1989, and it's platinum certified, so it got over a million sales as a single. So, again, this was a hard one, so I went to the stats. Stats pushed it over the line for me, mm-hmm. as it always does. What about you, guys? What do you reckon? I went for uh, Rock City, only because um, that's the song <laughs> that I know. I heard both songs as well. And the reference that Cam's talked about, the Can Play song, I had to follow it up from that. You know, when Johnny Kim said, just got paid, I'm a rock steady guy. Because that jam, how many mixes have we heard that song? And when they drop back all those old school jams, that's one of the um, mixes they always go to. So yeah, I, I, I gave that to Babyface on that one as well. Yep. Okay, um, since Joey has to go soon, just want to fast track. I just want to ask a question to you, Joey. What was the hardest round for you to pick? Hmm. Um... When can I see you and before I let you go? Nice. Ooh. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was, that was the toughest oh. thing we see. Yeah. Wow. That was it. That that was, was, it's, it's, so, it's amazing to get everyone's perspective because that was a, that was an easy, that was the, one of the easiest ones for me to think, you know. But really? everyone, yeah. Well, that's because stats. That's because your stats, bro. That's why. No, 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 no. There's no feeling in there, bro. You're coming with your stats. That's why you felt. I only use the stats for the ones that I had ties on initially. Just to have a tiebreaker, but for all the rest, I'm, I did what Cam said. I went for what song I prefer and all the rest of it, and only for the tiebreakers then I went to stats just to come up with a definitive answer. So, but that to me was an easily definitive one. But you know, everyone's got their own opinion, and it's the beauty of music. Okay, Joe. Obviously, you you had to choose between the two songs. Why was it hard? What, what, um, what was what what clinched your decision? I think for just looking at the songs and the amount of times I came across them. When Can I See was earlier in my R&B journey, R&B listening journey, and Before I Let You Go yep. was later. 
So before I let you go, it was more right on the 2000, year 2000 mark, kind of around that era when I had listened to it a lot. Whereas When Can I See You was before that, kind of early to mid 90s. Um, I, I totally remember listening to that quite a lot. But the one I'm going with, if I had to attach it to different memories from my past, I think I'll go with Before I Let You Go. Nice. Right. Just because um, I can remember exactly where I was every time I heard that song. And did you say that to anyone in real life before I let you go on a sexy word? I did actually. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. I'll, I'll say a speech here before I let you go. But, uh, it's, it's funny because a lot of a lot of these songs songs on this list worked a treat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever get caught up? <laughs> especially especially hey, sorry, when you're playing. Before them, I let you go, can I get it? Especially when you're like, you're trying to disguise the 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 noise of you pushing play on the cassette, the cassette player, <laughs> and you're playing it in the background as you're as you're trying to you know put on your sexy voice, your uh, your Danny Fabuliati voice. <laughs> nice, yeah, nice. Let you go. Okay, um, another question for you, Joey. On the other side of the spectrum, what was the round where you thought a song on that round? Was not supposed to be there. <laughs> okay, there's a couple actually. Oh yeah. Like I, I, I don't look at um, as sad as it sounds. I don't look at Michael Jackson as an R&B person. Like I look at him as mm. purely pop. He's the king of pop. Yeah. And sure, pop can include R&B. Sure. But when I look at the songs on here that he are, you know, Michael Jackson songs, and then I see in the closet, and I see Jam. Jam, jam, yeah, jam's a bit R and B, but in the closet, it's hard for me to come out. I know it was it was matched up with on our own Bobby Brown, but there's there's a couple of songs here that uh, I just didn't think one in particular that I think has no place in this list is um, I don't know you guys may disagree, but um, Blood on the Dance Floor. I yeah, just uh, I, I I actually I actually like that. That, that in the list, and and I actually give him extra credit for that because I, to me that shows versatility of range. Like these guys, like he's trying to say, I'm not just a R and B sort of slow jam guy. I can do other things. So I, you know, I, I understand your perspective, but I actually look at it from the other side and think, you know what, he's he's not just an R and B slow jam. So you mm. know, that, that that lane, he can you know diversify and do other things. I like so, it. So you know, it's sort of yeah, it's all about perspective, I guess. You know, everyone, and that's the thing about music. Everyone's got a different different way of looking at things. But that that sort of was sort of my take take on it. But you know, you know, when I think of the song Jam, produced by T. Riley, Jam is a uh, to me a pure New Jack Swing type of song. Mm. But don't, don't get me wrong. But didn't Jam come out real late in the nineties? <clears throat> didn't they come in the the Dangerous album, which yeah. came after ninety five, ninety five. If you see the shoes that he's wearing, he's wearing the 92s. Like, you know, the, um, so it's, it's kind of before they, um, it's during the, um, the, 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 just before they play, um, you know, the, 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 for the free peak. So he's actually wearing, like, it's, it's early 90s. Jam comes out. It's not part of the, like, when they, they got the last free peak. It's, it's before the, during the end of the the first repeat, so that's where New Jack swings actually in its prime. We're going to talk about Cham because he's if it's if it's the '92s, then he would have worn it towards the end of '92. 
Yeah, because don't forget, he, so, so, in, in the year 1992, he wore, he wore Penny Hardaway shoes. Well, he, he, was he, waiting, a, he was waiting for he his 92 version to come he, out. He had a shoes, the shoes that he's wearing, I'm pretty sure it's the ones that he wore to the, just after Barcelona. So I, I think the, you go back to it's um, airtime. Like if you go back to all the VHS videos and all that, it's not it's not that late. Oh, yeah. So sh- should yeah. we carry on with the... Well, we can check that. We, you know, we can, we can. I don't, I, don't, that, but... I don't want to go off onto random. random <laughs> yeah, no. But, um, I don't want to go off onto Jordan ter- Jordan shoes territory. Do we go on with it? What number are we up to? <laughs> now you guys are grinding my notes. And now we're we still skip. going. Now we have to skip rounds because of um, because Jerry has to go. We're up to round four. Foxy Brown, oh. get you home. Versus Babyface. Every time I close my eyes. Oh, nice. For me, again, I had to choose the club banger, Foxy Brown, get you home. Just the fact that, you know, just reminds me of back in the days, and that, that was it. You know, I, I think I'll always go for uh, the dance floor song, to R&B. So that's the reason why I chose Foxy Brown. Stacey? Nice. You know, Cameron, so far we've been diametrically opposed on every single round, but I, again, I've gone for babyface every time I close my eyes. Now, this is the first one where I haven't had to go to stats because, to me, this was the best, my favourite song on the whole list, and I, I thought this song is flipping amazing. And one thing I'll say about the song is, like, Mariah Carey, she sings the background vocals, and she she nails it. She basically makes the song... Amazing, but to me, this was an easy one. I, I I thought that Babyface took this one out just be, not because of oh, the song is beautiful and the lyrics are beautiful, but Mariah Carey's background vocals make this song amazing, and that's that's my thoughts. I'm going with um, every time I close my eyes because, and I did weigh it up. Like club banger wise, get me home, awesome. Every time I close my eyes, I just thought of the whole '90s as a period, and how many times did I hear that song? How many times did I, when I was working, sing along? Nice. Good call, good call. Whereas, Gotta Get You Home, you know, the, I mean, the Get Me Home, you, you do sing along with it, but you're kind of a few hundred drinks in and you're at the bar and rubbing, <laughs> up, rubbing up on something you shouldn't be. Oh, sorry. You rub up, and then the lights turn on, and then you back up. <laughs> you hear this, Steve? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I rubbed oh, up well. and then the lights came on at the night and I thought, oh, shucks, I don't know this. Sounds like <laughs> sounds like Isa's has got some stories to tell us about you, Stan. Yeah, no, 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 Kieran, move on, move on. <laughs> I'm like you, Joey. Um, and and oh, Stacy said if you can get like, cause that's Mariah at her prime, and if you can get yeah. her to sing backup on one of your tracks, wow, you know, and, and and everyone knows that's Mariah, but that whole song, man, like that, you hear that track, you know, like there's a lot of feeling in that, so. Mm. She makes it, you know, like everyone yeah. knows when she comes in, you know, you know what I mean? You sing that song, like you, you listen to that song and you're waiting for her to come in and, and it just adds to it. So I gave, I gave that round, like he won that. There was no way that any song that, that Teddy kind of um, put on was never going to, never going to beat that track. That was his, one of, like he's like, uh, Babyface has got a, a couple of go-tos, but that was the one of his go-tos that no one was going to beat. My pick for that round would probably be for uh, Babyface. Every time I close my eyes, that was a hard one for me. But I, I just went with. I think I think I, I love my slow jams more than my kind of R and B. And I know what you mean, Kems, with the, um, that whole jam um, 
give me a home tonight with um, Foxy Brown. Oh, slow so, James so. guy, isn't it? <laughs> you know we all slow James guys, slow James guys here, just like uh, yeah, Joey. But yeah, I I I, I just picked Babyface over there. Nice. I know you used to sing that song a lot, you know, but just slightly. Every time well, I close so my eyes, sure. I thank the Lord I've got uh, multiple so girls on the side. Who's the Jesus in there? Let's see how Okay, I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on to the round six. Move on, move on. I'm going to move on to round six. Round six was the hardest round for me, uh, personally. was my hardest round. High five, I like the way, versus Bobby Brown, every little step. Um... I picked, man, that was a hard, I had to like, it took me, I think it took me the whole day to pick one. And I picked High Five, I like the way by a nose. By a nose. Just the fact because <laughs> it's another, it's another. You mean, you mean a Baolingi nose, though? <laughs> Is that the smallest nose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, um, but uh, only because. Man, I still hear that song in DJ sets right now. I don't know if you guys, you know, on lockdown, everyone was tuning in on Facebook to listen to some DJs spin. And man, that song comes up. That song comes up again. And it, it takes you back, back to those days. So even though I, I love Bobby Brown, Evil Step, I love that song as well. It was, it was my hardest round to pick. High five. How about you, Joey? For that one. I know that a lot of uh, girls, women are into I Like The Way, the kissing game, whereas a lot of men tend to sway towards a lot of, you know, the every little step. I've gone with every little step because every time I've ever listened to I Like The Way by High Five, I haven't sung along to it as much as I have every little step. So every little step. You know what? Um, I I agree with you. Use both. This was a this was sort of some of the rounds are easy and some of them you don't know the songs. But this was a really hard matchup. But I went for Bobby Brown every little step, and I've gone to the stats again. So <laughs> that song won Grammy for the best male R&B performance in 1990. And just from a personal feel, that was one of the first cassettes. I guess it was back then. First cassettes I bought was that um, that Bobby Brown album, that Don't Be Cool album. And that was one of the top songs on that that album. So I've gone for that for half stats and half, you know, personal feel. So that was that was great for me. Yourself, Wise, what, what are your thoughts? I'm all the way in with uh, every little step. Because, like, uh, growing up, like, I used to record all your songs, like, back in the days. Man, Bobby Brown pulled out, like, who can pull out, like, dancing with biker pants? That was the first time I'd ever seen, like, um, like, well, like, I, th- like I, I you tried to pull it off a few times. I don't know if you tried. It. Well, you, 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 you and Joy tried. <laughs> <laughs> like, right, you, you hear the first couple of bars, it wins. You know, like, everyone, everyone knows that every little step is, is, is the go to song, you know. So I, I went with that all the way because, yeah, every little step is. It wins. I was trying to do the um, running man while I was trying to watch it. Whatever shorts I was wearing at that time. But yeah, you know, but you know, the the high five song, that's a mean track. I love that song too. Like that was really tough for me that round. But, you know, just because we're going to do stats, if we're going to do stats, it wins it just. Yep. Yep. Go to Rex and the Fix, Rom Shaker versus Tony Braxton, You're Making Me High. For me, I went for um, Tony Braxton making me high because of the fact that the remix was actually better than the original with uh, Foxy Brown putting in the reverse in the song. 
When I think of Rex and Effects, I think of back in the high school days at, at our college talent quests when everybody, everybody that wanted to do a dance item in our talent quest, that was like the go-to song, Rex and Effects Rum Shaker. So that, that kind of annoyed me. I remember being annoyed at that, being, you know, hearing that song. But yeah, for me, it was Tony Braxton, You're Making Me High. That, that's an awesome song. And it's one of the one of those club bangers as well. Um, and it's one of those songs that if, if it's in a mix... If it's in a DJ mix, man, this is one of the songs that you're gonna turn up in your car and um, stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I, I resonated more with the Tony Braxton "You're Making Me High," and that was my pick for round 19. Joe, you want to jump in? What, what's your thoughts? Uh, on, on I, went with, um, I went with Rex in Effect, Rum Shaker on that one. Um, Damn! <laughs> what a shock! <laughs> <laughs> uh, You've got a theme. You've got a theme going on. I'm shaking and this to it. Yeah, Cameron. <laughs> uh, you're making me high because even though um, I enjoyed, I've enjoyed you're making me high. The way I chose this particular one was okay. Which of the two songs over the year, especially the '90s, did I one sing along to more? Two, I'm not a dancer, so which did I dance to more? And three. Which have I consumed more alcohol to? <laughs> and rum shake is the winner. Nice. You, you know, uh, Joy, I'm going to sort of agree with you, but it's a good matchup. I feel like both songs are good and there's no real clear yeah. winner or clear loser. But I mean, if I was to play rum shaker, I feel like everyone would could sort of know the lyrics, say, like, everyone sort of knows their song and knows the lyrics. And to me, that was a critical part. Like, I know the words i listened to both songs just recently just as part of the the podcast and when that rump shaker starts off it starts off with that saxophone and then the beat jump jumps in and then i just found myself nodding my head just within you know two or three seconds of the song so i mean i'm going you know almost straight away so i'm, I'm going for that one and a close one my cams all your points are valid but yeah i went for rump shaker and a close one suddenly so what's your thoughts? Yeah, so I went for um, the Tony Braxton one. Only because music video-wise, that, <laughs> video that is like a set of standard. You know what I mean? Because of the track, and the same reason, it's because just the way it flows. Back in the days, like, you know, when it, when it used to come on, like, we were all clubbing out that Rub Shaker was like, it's a good track, but as soon as you heard Making Me High... God damn, you know, you know, that's the track. You know what I mean? Like the whole, like you could either have the proper one or the remix with Foxy Brown. And Foxy Brown was at a, she was at a peak. She was at a peak when, when she came out with the remix. Like every time you'd hear that down at, you know, like your place, Stacey, um, Bomb Shutter, or Joy's one, Ginger Bar, you know, all those places that we used to, or you guys used to frequent while I was at Bible Studies. Um, <laughs> oh, was dispensary Bible studies? <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, I thought that was a no contest. As much as I love that jam, I thought making me a high was the go-to. Because even wow. in the music video, like anyone that's listening, you go back and watch that video. That music video was bad. Like that music video, it's got I think it's got Tisha Campbell. Yeah, you know, all the girls. Yeah. yeah, Tisha Campbell's one. The one from the Independent Day. You know, like, they've got all these guns, and they've got, like, celebrities. It was, like, the first kind of, besides One More Chance, Biggie one, like, it was a 
tricking everyone, like all the big celebs and like making a video, like a proper music video. So I, I, I gave it, I gave it to, to that trick. Nice. Yeah, I think I think what makes um, the, you're making me a high song uh, appealing to me also is the it's it's sultry. Yeah, it's one of those songs where you can just still dance, but still get that slow jam feeling as well. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Where whereas Rick's and the Fix song, Rump Shaker, like you just can't hide. You have to dance. I'm pretty tipsy, eh, guys. Just waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think a lot. I think we uh, all of us have. <laughs> so to um, sum the whole fucking battle up, Babyface wins by a lot. But if I if I tally up my um score, Babyface wins. Too many bangers for Babyface. Too many wait, hits. Wait, 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 too was many. That, wait, was that your personal stat or was that the, the group stat? Nah, that was my personal opinion. Okay. I think I can't deny Teddy Riley's place in history of R and B. Because I think this new Jack Swing thing he he created, I think that's influenced, put in place that pathway where R&B is, is right now. If you don't have Teddy Riley, you don't have My Prerogative. You don't have the majority of that Don't Be Cool album by Bobby Brown. You don't have the Babyface produced soundtrack to, to Boomerang. You, you know, it's interesting. You guys, have, I feel like a lot of, just through, through talking to everyone on the podcast, I feel like a lot of people lean towards Babyface, but I actually had Teddy Riley winning it, 11 to 9. And I gave him more credit for the versatility of his, um, you know, the genres that he that he put forward. So, you know, I, I just, I, one thing I wanted to say, like, I thought Babyface could have smoked him because we talked about End of the Road, which he didn't put in. That was 13 weeks at number one. And if he put that in, you know, there's nothing that Teddy Riley could have done. He also had um, Brandy sitting up in my room, which he didn't do, and Madonna take a bow. That was uh, seven weeks at number one. You know, and and I mean, you know, they, we're just talking some antics, but I, I, you know, Babyface he had two songs from Karen White, two from Tevin Campbell, and three from Bobby Brown, and I held that lack of versatility against him in my. My screen, but you know, everyone's everyone's got a different opinion. It's all subjective, so it was just really interesting. All right, good work, boys. I've I've got nothing to add, but damn, that's how you're supposed to break down any kind of um, like the Teddy Riley babyface. All all I know is that they owned the '90s, like growing up in that. Those two ran it. That's why we we've got this whole scope of, of really good music. Because like there's so many songs that we didn't talk about that that they own. I googled um, songs written or produced by both guys, and we're talking about over 200 plus songs. And for them to try to narrow it themselves to try to narrow it down to 20, there's so many great songs that get got left out. So I tell you what, Babyface, End of the Road, and the rest of it. But Teddy Riley here to remember the time from Michael Jackson, and something yeah. in common that song. Uh, Bobby Brown and Whitney Houston together. He had he they all both had heaps. That's my jam, yeah, bro. That, mm. uh, yeah, I agree. If he, I thought if he put that in, in his mix, he might have got an extra point with you, you know. If he had put I remember the time and that would have been man, yeah. I would have topped that out for jam or Yeah, remember the time Michael Jackson. Yeah. That's one of the that's one of the greats. Yeah. It's funny because I, I listened to um The Breakfast Club and they, they reviewed the whole battle and they thought that a Teddy Riley scored more 
I feel like I'm the only one who agrees with that. I I, I gave Teddy yeah. Riley eleven to yeah. one, eleven to nine. Yeah, yeah. Because when you think of Teddy Riley, you think of Harlem. You think of New York. New Jack Swing is kind of like a New York sound. Um, when I listened to, to Teddy Riley's um, interview on The Breakfast Club, he was talking about how he invented the uh, New Jack Swing sound. Jack Swing, like he, yeah. he brought a whole lot of different genres into one. That's all New Jack Swing is. But the thing that interested me the most was that he was the first one that they mixed R&B with rap music. But 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 do not give him extra credit for that because I actually gave him extra credit for that. And in close ones, the fact that he had New Jack Swing with you know Babyface couldn't. He had nothing. He couldn't. He couldn't compete with it, and he stuck to his lane. Eighties, nineties, R and B and slow jams. That was all he put forward. It's not that there's anything wrong with it, but I felt like extra marks for the versatility in his range of the twenty songs that he put forward. Mm-hmm.